All right, guys, so we've all been witnesses to this. Uh, a friend, family, buying or selling gets an offer prior to the auction. So the vendor gets an offer prior to the auction. Good offer. Doesn't sell it. We're going to go through a real-life scenario in a property we just sold at auction this weekend. Stay tuned. There we go. Real life example. Wow. And you know what? This auction scenario is animal. I was talking with some real estate friends about it yesterday. Worldwide, the way we conduct auctions, our processes are tight. They are lean. They are mean. In America, they can't run a process like this because of their escrow system and building inspections and stuff like that, but we can in Australia. So uh, we're going to talk about a real-life uh, auction scenario where offer came in prior. Uh, Billy, this is your campaign. Yeah, tale of the sale for 10 at 38 Stanley Road in Epping. Really, um, a really interesting campaign because it was out of area for us as well. So we, um, you know, not, not only dealing with, um, you know, a first my first proper auction, um, you know, from, from start, to, start to end, but also out of area, which is great. It meant, um, you know, we we're meeting lots of fresh faces, um, you know, learning a lot about a new suburb, which was awesome. And um, yeah, just really great to have the opportunity to sell um, a great townhouse. A beautiful family bought it in the end. Now, before we get into the details of the offers that came in prior to the auction, I do want to say the auction was a tough auction. I've never seen such poker face and such resistance to make the first offer, which was actually, it sold for 149, but the people were reluctant to start the auction at a million dollars or 1.1, like 400 grand yeah. away. I was gobsmacked. I've never seen, like long time real estate agent, never seen such a hard start. It was interesting and I think it's always, um, it's always really um, interesting for the selling agent to be in the room when they know they've got bodies there that have, you know, expressed interest much higher than where that opening bid was made. So, to take it from the beginning, um, massive numbers throughout the campaign, over 300 inquiries, um, 150 people through the door. So there was a great, really, really good conversion rate. Um, you know, people actually making that first inquiry to coming through for an inspection. Four-week um, campaign, um, access was really, really easy. So we had Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday open homes, three opens a week, um, every week. And if people were needing in private appointments, you know, we would always offer. Um, but we also had some really good virtual inspections as well. So there's lots of videos being sent out. So that really helped, you know, um, just get people through at times that due to them. And then, and also um, from from the top, this was a townhouse. It was in Epping. It was three bedrooms. It was over three levels, so it had on the lowest level the double garage. It had a bedroom and a lounge room on the middle level with a courtyard. Two bedrooms upstairs. Totally original, as in 
it needed a lot of money spent on it. Uh, kitchens, bathrooms, paint, carpet needed to be done. Um, yeah. But you had a really good offer come in early and owner didn't accept it. Yeah. So the the um, we, we didn't have a, a price guide on this property um, in the marketing. We, we were referring back to some recent sales because um, it was a very tricky one to price. In that area, a lot of those um, homes are quite often um, new builds. You're comparing with, you know, you, or you're competing with, you know, some really um, fantastic apartments as well, big apartments. So we, you know, we were very much, um, you know, in in the hands of the buyer feedback, um, you know, and, and and that started to sort of collate around the 1.4 million mark. So we had an offer at 1.4. And that firmed up with a second party at 1.42. So there was two two groups there. One four was about the market feedback. And Billy, what was the owners like when you sat across from the owner? What were they sort of? Um, what would be their dream silly price that they thought? Uh, what would be like the that's the last price I'd sell at? What was what was the bottom and the top of their of their price expectations? What one five was the dream. 1.5 million was the dream and um i think we knew from the start that was going to be you know a really great result if we, if we got there on the day but i said to um you know to, to d avendor um you know we just don't know where the feedback's going to come in until we get the buyers through because it's such a big home it's got so many things going for it but we also know it needs you know some money spent on it, it needs a bit of love And was the owner tempted to take that that um, that off, those offers that came in during the campaign? And then again, they were the highest offers. Um, they were within within your range of your opinion. Um, yeah. Was the owner tempted at all? It wasn't. No, the short answer would be no. Um, didn't jump at it. And I think um, you know there was a lot of trust there as well, though. And I think, and you know, on the day we knew if there was the, if there was feedback in the room at 1.4, you know, the best way to um, you know to maximise the sale price was really just to see where the market ends up seeing value on the day. And, and you know, the, the fairest way to do that uh, was to run it through the auction on the day because if you have multiple groups at 1.4, 1.42, and you start you start doing an auction before an auction, it does get a bit messy, and so. It was much more transparent to, um, you know, to let everyone kind of see where the market is on the day. And was the buyer frustrated when you said no to the offer? No, no. They, they, um, you know, fortunately were able to attend the auction in the end. They was they were a bit worried that they wouldn't be able to, um, to begin with. But, um, you know. I think if you if you're making an, an offer pre-auction and and the vendor is not looking to accept it, you know that there's there's often more than one reason why that might be, and um, you know it's just trying to sort of coach everyone through that process. There's definitely ways to manage it. And did they did one of the off makers end up buying it? No, new party. Yeah, no new way. Party. Yeah. So. There was five registered bidders on the day. Um, yeah, five, five registered bidders. Um, you know, for an auction is um, is near the golden number. The golden number, um, from from what we've been told, is six six registered bidders. 
and they're there to buy a property on the day guarantees you about a 97 percent chance of selling your property love that so that that's um yeah that's a number from a top auctioneer calling um, auctions all around the country gave us that number um so six six registered bidders is kind of what we're working to um you know but it, it's just about trying to make people's life easy and, and getting them in, getting everyone in a fair position to buy the property so that you know that's that's what it's all about and this is what this, this is the hardest and honestly this 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 buzzes your brain to think that there's five registered people there's people there that are willing to pay one four one five for a property a couple of buyers are at that level um and to think that no one wanted to put their hand up and i know luke luke said he watched the auction um like to think to yourself why wouldn't you put your hand up to make the first bid at all like at a million at one one at one two i know it started finally in a mil- at one one but why the hell wouldn't someone just go like that it was really funny when when we were actually walk, working the floor and walking around everyone was telling me i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait for someone else to start and i said but oh, you understand what happens if we don't start and everyone was nodding <laughs> it was the biggest poker face thing it's, it was the biggest poker face tournament i have ever seen um in an auction and everyone was like but everyone obviously had the money Everyone was really willing and able because plenty of people, probably, I think all five of them, four of them put their hands up anyway um, to bid yeah. during the auction, but no one wanted to make a start. Now, if you watched last Monday, we interviewed a professional auctioneer, Gavin Reynolds, and he talks about if you are taking the opportunity to bid at the auction, your odds are greater if you part, if, if, if there is some magic in it where with that participation, uh, just lubricates, allows you to start, gets going, like turns the cogs, um, and no one wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I think um, Vic said the same thing 88 times. Buyers didn't flinch. Uh, it was really, really interesting to watch. Quite nervous, I have to say. That I was, um, you know, I, I might have been uh, just smiling there in the, in the end, but. Um, yeah, it's always sort of nervous, just but but it's reassuring, obviously, to know that you've got people in the room that you know have, have expressed interest to buy the property. And I had a couple of comments on the live um, that I've I've also got to mention. Um, people were saying, "Why would you bid on your own bid?" Because what actually happened is when it got to one four five, the second highest bidder bidder stopped, and then the highest bidder increased their bid on top of their bid in a live auction to 147 148 and then they bid on top of their own bid to 149 and i think people were in the room going why would you increase your offer on top of your offer on top of your offer can you explain that well sometimes you just Sometimes the highest bid is not is not in a position to buy the property still. So on the day the vendor sets a reserve price, that's obviously confidential between the you know the selling agent, the auctioneer, and the vendor. But in simple terms, an increased bid on the floor 
in front of the rest of the you know competition um got got this got our you know got our buy um to a point where they were able to call the property on the market and buy the property and i think in this instance the buyer was you know quite happy to do that and secure the property particularly on the floor because it it didn't um it, it meant we, there was no more negotiations post auction and it was under auction conditions they were very happy with an unconditional sale and they just wanted to try and get it done so that was the way that you know we, we sort of navigated around that but yeah it's it's it is a very common question you would get ultimately uh, you know it's just trying to sort of you know bring bridge bridge both parties together to a point where everyone's happy now the they increased so anyone who's just tuned in we're talking about the auction we had on epping we talked about what a poker face started was i've never seen something like it we're talking about buys uh offers that came in prior to the auction and the owner not accepting them um now what was interesting with the reserve set at one five i thought when we came to the owner with the one four five and said that is it the buyers will not increase anymore no one will go up anymore i would have thought the owner would have said sell well at one look, four five the the interesting thing is for you know for, for the for the viewers watching this morning thanks for tuning in um this we're talking about a vacant property here as well you know a property that you know the vendor is no longer living in and you know I, no one ever wants to give their property away everyone's got a price at which they're happy to release the property um but for, for people that's different when you know they're living in the home and it's the family home and they're not needing to move we we, we recently had a home like that go out to market um, where the vendor is in a position that they can quite comfortably hold on to the property. It's almost like a bit more opportunistic, opportunistic selling. And then there's homes, you know, that, that must be sold for sometimes unfortunate reasons and sometimes reasons, you know, again, just at a price. But I think that won the owner more money. I think that that owner being could have got themselves 40 grand more by negotiating hard, saying, I'm not going to put it on the market negotiating us um, negotiating with that highest bidder it got them 40 grand more um, yeah. by uh, by those tech techniques um, that they that we used and, and, and the owner used um, and obviously the the buyer um, was was wanted to secure it under the hammer it was theirs um, so they, they put their bid on top of their bid they got it congratulations to the guys that were lovely people beautiful Beautiful couple, yeah. Lovely couple. And that's the tail of the sale, Billy Bob. That's it. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to mention here is um, is just show you some of the broader stats for Sydney just before we let you go. So seventy three percent auction clearance rates for Saturday. That was fifty five percent this time last year. So talk about a change in market, and talk about you know numbers that speak volumes about you know um, more than just what the agent believes. That's 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 fact um you know there's a big big change in in uh, clearance that's rates there um that's huge. massive yeah massive 613 auctions called across sydney um yeah there's the numbers behind you you know as, as they drop down but 271 sold 62 withdrawn 40 passed in you know there's some big numbers there so that's uh that's sydney and and to put things into perspective for people, there's distinctly three different types of markets. 
um, at any one time. It can be a seller's market, which means it's going gangbusters, you know, prices are going up, values are going up of property. Um, there's a buyer's market, which is, it's a really hard time to sell a property. Days on, it's properties are sitting on the market a long time and prices are going down. Um, so in 2022, prices went down as, as much as probably 10%. Uh, there was a correction, maybe 15% in the market. Then there's what I call a balanced market. It's just level. You know, prices aren't going up, they're going down. 73%, this number here, is starting to push towards a seller's market, pushing towards capital growth. With a, I was with a whole bunch of real estate agents yesterday at Josh Tesselin's uh, baby shower, and people were a lot of the guys were saying that they've seen about 10 to 15 percent growth this year and that number definitely supports it when you look at clearance rates that high yeah um luke, luke did mention a, a good comment there a little bit worried about unreported numbers it's interesting because with an auction doesn't matter really how it sells sometimes they're still reporting a sale but not quite the same way as you might think so there's basically 30% chance it's going to sell prior to auction, 30% chance it will sell under the hammer, and then 30% chance it will sell post-auction. Now, sometimes these can get all wrapped up into one. And sometimes they disappear into thin air altogether and pop up as sold next week, private treaty. So it's a bit it's a bit interesting, but that those are the best numbers we've got. That's from Domain, who track everything. Have a great week. See you, Mark. There, guys. Enjoy, I hope you enjoyed today's. And if you know anyone that's buying for auction, let give them this session to watch because I think it just gives people a bit of depth about um, the activities prior to an auction, during an auction. See you later. Peace out. Love you. See you. Bye.